This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. When you guys are listening to this, I will be driving home from night shift. So I have night shift tonight. This is my plan. This is what I do on night shift. If you work in healthcare or you work nights, let me know what you do. But I wake up really early in the morning. I go and I do my workout and then I come home, do any of the stuff I got to do. So today I need to record this episode and then I try and I go straight to bed at like noon. I sleep for maybe four and a half hours at the most. And then I go and I stay up all night. And that's how I do it. I don't know. And I decided tonight that I was going to bring more of like a breakfast with me to work because most of the time I just bring snacks. And at like three in the morning, I am a menace. I'm hangry. I'm exhausted. 3 a.m. is when it really hits me (laughs) that I've just stayed up all night. Like 3 a.m., I am in the worst mood. I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm exhausted. I'm trying to just keep my eyeballs open. But then by like 6, 6.30-ish, I'm a whole new person. I've hit my second wind. I'm overtired at this point. I'm like, I love my job. I love everyone working here. Let's all go for brunch together. (laughs) Let's all hang out. And then I come home and I'm wired and I'm wide awake and then I can't sleep. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But if you work night shift, let me know how you do it because I need some help. And I'm on nights until I go to Italy at the end of June. So I need to get some sort of routine in. Before we get any deeper into today's episode, I do want to ask everyone, if you love the podcast, please go rate it, review it, share it with a friend, follow it on Apple, follow it on Spotify. We're so close to 10,000 downloads, which is so crazy. So please go do that. It would mean so much. And I'm glad that you guys are loving the pod. So a little life update since I last spoke to you guys, but I forgot to tell everyone I got masseter Botox. So if you don't know your masseter muscle, it's the jaw muscle. I basically got Botox for my TMJ. I got it about two weeks ago. I'm pretty sure two weeks and I've noticed a huge difference. I am not clenching as much and I've noticed I've really like picked up on when I clench my jaw and when I'm stressed. And then of course at night I grind my teeth, but I've really, I've really been hyper aware of it because I'm like, I did not spend this much money to get Botox for me to just keep clenching my jaw. But I think it's made a huge difference. It's also, I think it's slimmed my jaw a little bit. I don't know. I asked my mom, she said it looks a little bit slimmer. We're looking a little bit more snatched. So I'm a huge fan. I'm very excited about it. I can't wait to go get more. I'm a little nervous it's going to be a slippery slope and I'm going to want to get other things done. We don't know yet. That hasn't happened yet. But so far, love it. If you have TMJ, love master Botox. Okay, my pit and my peak of the week. So my pit, this one really, (laughs) this one really hurts me, is that Big Booty Mix 21 came out. 
If you don't know what Big Boo remix is, it's just remixes of all these songs. It's like an hour long song, but a whole bunch of songs are in it. They just remix it and I use it to work out. I listen to it all the time. I love them. They have a whole bunch of them, but they just came out with volume 21. I love it. I think it is so good. In the first two seconds, Dan and Shay starts playing. I'm loving the songs. I am vibing with this new mix. And I sent it to my brother, to my best friends, and they all hated it. They literally, they're word for word. They said, ew, I hate this. And I, and I was so distraught. You know, when you send someone something like a song and stuff and you're like, this is so cool. Like you're going to love it. And then they're like, I actually hate everything about it. You, it crushes you, crushes me. So I'm very distraught that everyone else hated it. I absolutely love it. I think it was so good. I listened to it on repeat. I've had it on repeat for like four days. So that's my pit of the week. But my peak of the week is that Ellie Thuman posted about Halfridge Collective, which is so fun. So if you don't know who she is, she's a really big YouTuber, super sweet, super cute. But she posted about HC on her Instagram story this week, and it was so exciting. I saw it. I shit myself. I called Sarah. Sarah was on a boat. It's Memorial Day weekend. Sarah was on a boat and I called her and I was like, you need to answer my call. This is so important. So I called her. We screamed about it. We were super excited. But that was definitely my peak. Honestly, it was kind of just my peak because it was something that made Sarah and I so excited and it made us so happy. And just when you own your own business and you have those moments, it's really, really exciting and it's really fun. So that was my peak. I absolutely loved it. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, Anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, 
even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant, and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite, and it smells so good. Lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers, and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Okay, so getting into today's episode, I want to talk about something that has kind of been going around a lot, especially on TikTok, if you're on TikTok, like all of us are, but there's a big thing about birth control right now, and a lot of girls are debating if they should stay on it, if they should go off of it, what they should do. People are sharing their stories, their experiences, so I wanted to share mine because I've definitely had quite the experience with birth control, and I think it can help a lot of people. I can think it can also kind of shed a little bit of light, but I do want to preface all of this by saying that this is just my experience and every single person's body is different. Every single person goes through different things. So what worked for me might not work for someone else. So it's definitely very important for you to talk to your healthcare provider and also to know your own body. Also, I want to say that we all know I'm very pro-medicine. I want to be a doctor. I think medicine is amazing. I think it helps in so many ways. But I also think that there are times when medicine isn't needed. And I also think there's times where there's a more holistic way that we can go about something. And also, part of the reason I want to become a doctor is because there's so, so many people that go to the doctor and they feel dismissed, they don't feel heard, and they're unable to advocate for their own bodies. And I just want to let everyone know that one, your body is very different than just a textbook standard type of situation and that you know your body better than anyone else. So if you're feeling dismissed by a healthcare provider or you're not feeling heard, go find a different one. Go find someone that's actually going to listen to you and help you through your situation and find the best options for you. Okay, so let's bring it back to when I was like, 16 is when I first went on birth control. As we all know, I was a very late bloomer. I didn't get my period till I was 15. I didn't have my first kiss until I was 17. And I didn't have sex until I was 19. (laughs) I was with... I was with um, some of my guy friends like a month ago and I was telling them this and one of my friends was like, yep. He was like, yeah, that's the most on-brand thing ever that you didn't have sex till you were 19. He's like, I'm not surprised at all. And I said, cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much that I'm not giving off the vibe (laughs) that people wanted to date me in high school. Okay, but anyway, so I went on birth control when I was like 16 years old, and I went on it obviously because I was having really, really heavy periods. I was having insanely heavy periods. I was 
getting nauseous. I would miss school. I would miss dance. And I was just not doing well. So I went on birth control and I was on it until probably my senior year of university. So I was 22 years old. And from age 16 to about 19 or 20, birth control was great. It was great. I was having my periods. They were fine. They still, I kind of had PMS. I had some cramps, but overall birth control was doing what it was supposed to do. And then once I hit 19, 20, that's kind of when everything started to go downhill and it went downhill really quick, really fast. I was also on the pill this entire time. I've never had an IUD. I've never tried the depo shot. I've never done any of that, but I also made sure that I took my pill all the time. I never missed it. I never skipped it. I was very regimented and routine with it. So that wasn't the reason that all of this was happening. But so when I hit 20, I started to get really, really bad mood swings, like to the point where I was cognizant that they were happening, but I couldn't control it. I would cry to my mom and I'd be like, I know that I'm being really mean right now, but I cannot control it. And my poor boyfriend at the time, like I was a devil. I was so mean at some points, but I would have really high highs and then really low lows. Like you never had an in-between and I never knew what was going to happen on what day. Like it just, I would wake up and we would just see what my hormones decided for the day. And that really fucks you up when you can't control what's going on with your own body. And on top of that, I started to get really, really heavy periods again. My PMS symptoms would be insane. I would have such bad cravings. I would have such bad cramps. I would feel sad all the time. I would have these mood swings. But then on top of that, I was still taking my pill, but I would be bleeding for weeks at a time. And there was one point where I bled for like six months straight. And when that happens, you become super anemic. So I was super tired and lethargic and just did not feel good in my body. It is not normal for a person to be bleeding for that long. So what happened is I kept going to my doctor and I was like, we're on this pill, but I'm not supposed to have my period right now. And I do. If I'm bleeding three out of the four weeks of the month, something's not working. And so we kept changing my pill to a different dose. And I was on maybe six different birth control pills. And I do want to say that a lot of things with medicine, it is trial and error. There's a lot of different things. You have different amount of progesterone in one, different amount of estrogen. You need to find the right balance for your body. But I went to school in Arizona and I went and saw a doctor there and she gave me a birth control pill that was such a high dose that it wasn't even legal in Canada and I wasn't able to get it back home and it still did not work. So that was kind of my last straw at that point. I tried it. I tried it for a few months and with each pill that I tried, I did try it for maybe three to four months to see what would happen because you need to give your body enough time to regulate. But I was just not feeling good. I was not feeling good. I didn't feel comfortable in my own body. I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. And mentally, that kind of fucks you. And it gives you a lot of anxiety. And I was in a constant state of 
stress and that's not a good state for anybody and their body to be in. I started noticing that I was gaining a lot of weight despite me trying to work out a ton. I've noticed that my hair was falling out. I was noticing that my nails were super brittle. Just overall, my body was not functioning the way that it was supposed to. So I came home during the summer in between my junior and senior year at school in Arizona. And I told my mom, I was like, we need to get me in with my OB because there's no way that I can go back for one more year of school and not be home and feel this type of way when I'm taking my pill. So I went and saw my OBGYN and he ran some tests and we also found out that I have PCOS. So that is polycystic ovary syndrome. And a lot of the time... PCOS symptoms are treated with birth control. A lot of people go on birth control to kind of regulate these symptoms. So I had to basically make the decision on, am I going to stay on the pill so that I can regulate these PCOS symptoms? Or am I going to come off of it and just see what happens with my body? But basically, my doctor, who I love and I'm so thankful for, basically told me we're taking you off of it. He was like, we are taking you off of every single birth control. You are not taking a pill. We are not putting an IUD in. We are not doing the shot. You are literally going to come off of it completely and we're going to just see what your body does. And if in a few months, once you're regulated, you decide that you want an IUD put in or you want to go on the shot, then we can think about that at that time. And I was very, very nervous to come off of the pill because I didn't know what my body was like not on it. I was on it for six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, seven years. So I didn't know what my body was like not being on it. And also the whole reason I went on it was because my periods were so bad and because I would get nauseous and I would feel lightheaded and I would throw up and all this stuff. But what my doctor said to me is your body at 15 versus your body at 22 are very different. Your body has grown and your periods might not be the same. So let's take you off of this pill. Let's see what your body does. If it's so bad to the point where I'm like dying, then we will find an alternative and we will put you back on it. But for now, we need to get everything flushed out of your system and we need to just see what your body does naturally. So I basically went off at cold turkey. I just stopped taking it and I'm not going to lie, the first probably like eight months, it was very tough. The first eight months, I had a lot of acne. I felt like my hormones were a little out of whack. The biggest thing was definitely my acne though. I had cystic acne and it hurt and I have never really had acne in my entire life. Even before I went on the pill, I never had acne. So I didn't know how to deal with it and I didn't know how to treat it, but I just kind of knew that it was my body trying to reach a level of homeostasis again. My body had synthetic hormones in it for so many years and so my body never actually had to fully produce its own hormones anymore and now it was trying to regulate it it was trying to get back to this level that it was comfortable at and it definitely <laughs> it definitely sucked for the first little bit 
A big question a lot of people ask is, did I lose weight when I came off the pill? And I lost weight, but I don't know if it was because of the pill or because we were in quarantine and I was working out and I was eating better. So I'm not sure what the reason I lost weight was. And to be honest, it doesn't matter because you should not be trying to come off the pill because you think that it'll help you to lose weight. That's not the reason you should be doing it. There's so many other reasons. (laughs) But I will say that coming off the pill... I definitely kind of had to relearn who I was and I was getting to know myself a little bit differently and I was acting in a way that this is like who I've always been and it was kind of humbling and it was kind of nice to get to know myself not on synthetic hormones. My mood swings weren't crazy. I felt like I was a lot nicer to people. I wasn't quite as lethargic and tired and It definitely was the most beneficial thing for me. Now, in terms of my period, when I came off, it took a little while for them to kind of regulate. I'm going to say maybe like three, four months. But then after that, my period is so regular, unless I'm super stressed out and it's a little late, but I know exactly when it's coming. And I know how long it is. And I don't take Tylenol or Midol or anything like that very often anymore because my cramps aren't as bad. The first day I get my period, obviously my cramps hurt, but it's not to the point where I feel like I need to stay home or I'm super nauseous or I'm throwing up. Like I can still do stuff. I'm just in a little bit of pain which honestly I'll take. I'll take that over bleeding for multiple months at a time. A big thing that people worry about when they're coming off the pill, and rightfully so, is getting pregnant, which very, very fair. That is a very fair concern, especially with the psycho situations that are happening right now in the world. But anyways, what I do because as a girl who's not on any birth control of any kind, it's obviously a scary thought. I use, it's called the Flow app, and it tracks my periods, it tracks my ovulation, and it tells you right on it, high chance of getting pregnant, low chance of getting pregnant. So that definitely helps. And then also there are other protective measures. There are other ways to have safe sex. So keep those in mind. But I have personally found that coming off birth control was the best thing for me. I think that it has really helped me to regulate my body. I feel way more comfortable in my skin. I My acne is completely cleared up now. I do break out around my time of the month, which I think a lot of people do anyways. So that's the thing. But most of the time, my acne is fine now. I do still PMS, I do still have cravings, I do still have kind of some mood swings occasionally, I do get really sad. These are all things that are very normal for a period though, and I know when they're coming, and I know when it's the worst, and I can track it, and I can pay attention because it is so cyclical that every single month it's the exact same which is something I've never had before. My period was never regular. It was never the same every month. You never knew when it was coming. So to have it be so regimented and so routine is amazing. But also, 
if you're on the pill or you're, you have an IUD or you're taking the shot and you feel great, you don't need to come off of it. You absolutely can stay on it and keep doing what you're doing because for some people's bodies, it works so well. But for mine personally, it just was not meshing. And maybe if I got a different sort of birth control and I went on the IUD or I got the shot, maybe it would be different. But because I had such a bad experience on multiple pills, I was way too scared to even try it. Also, I heard getting an IUD put in hurts like a bitch. I heard it's like the worst thing ever. I will probably never go on birth control ever again unless I really, really have to. And I just want to say that I know there's a lot of girls that don't want to be on it right now, but they're so scared to come off of it because of what's happening in America right now. And I am so sad about that and it breaks my heart. And if you ever need somewhere in Canada to come so that, you know, you can get something done, feel free. You are welcome to come stay at my house. I will make you food. We will do a whole thing, but it just makes me so sad and honestly pissed. It makes me so fucking mad that there are girls that are putting their bodies through things that they know they don't want and they know that are not for them. And it's because of situations that are happening right now and because everyone's scared. So just know that you should be able to advocate for your body, especially with doctors. Like I said, that that's a huge reason I want to go into healthcare. I have had so many doctors dismiss me when I know for a fact that I know my body better than they do. And just know that you will find a doctor who believes you and wants to work with you instead of just dictating what they think you should do. A lot of doctors are very book smart, maybe not as personable. So make sure that you find someone who actually wants to help you and will listen to you. But that is my experience with birth control and being on it and then coming off of it. I'm thriving right now, not being on it as we can all tell. But this episode was super short, super sweet, straight to the point. That's what I wanted. I wanted to just kind of explain my story, get it out there. Obviously, I will have episodes in the future that are way longer, but I just thought this was an important topic and we should just dive right into it. But I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you in the next one. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.